Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Today, I'm going to be talking about the topic of uncertainty, because I think that word really describes where many of us find ourselves right now. As if it hasn't been enough that for two years we've been dealing with a pandemic that we haven't fully been able to grasp that has spread across the entire world, taken millions of lives, and really changed our lives forever in ways that we still may not be able to see. As if that backdrop were not enough for us to be coping with right now, we now also face the prospect of war in our world, a war that is occurring right now before our eyes. We read about it and hear about it all over the news and so social media as Russia has invaded Ukraine. And we're struggling to understand what's happening, to figure out what we ourselves can do about it, how we should respond how we can live with the pain that we're carrying for people in that part of the world. But in addition, we also face the uncertainty of nuclear war occurring in this world, which now, once again, in our history, seems like a possibility that has arisen. And so uncertainty is woven really through every moment of our lives right now, through every breath that we take. And it's important for us to talk about that. How do we live during times that are so uncertain? And what skills and tools do we have that we can rely upon to help us get through each day? So I want to begin by simply talking about the fact that actually uncertainty is a part of life. It's really built into our entire existence all of the time. But in general, we can go through life without experiencing it, without being awake to it or aware of the fact that everything around us is actually uncertain. Nothing is guaranteed. Everything is impermanent. Nothing will last. Nothing will stay the same. And yet, from day to day, we can go through the motions of our lives and believe an illusion in a sense that things are stable, that we can count on certain things to be there for us. Now, the pandemic we've dealt with for the past two years definitely shook everything up for us, particularly in the beginning. And we did have to face a lot of changes happening all around us in our personal lives, our, how, how we live day to day, how we interacted with other people. But we have, I believe, created somewhat a new normal now. We've gotten back into the pace of our lives a little bit, though probably much different than our lives were two years ago. But we may have become a little bit complacent once again to the fact that everything is always changing around us. There is no actual certainty in the world. And so this war and the suffering it is causing afar, but also the potential for it to reach our own shores and our own daily life 
has thrust us right back in the middle of the deep and turbulent waters of uncertainty. And I want to share a little poem with you titled, I'm Sure of Being Unsure by Paul Brooks. I am only sure of uncertainty, of that I am certain. The way is unilluminated, dark it may be, but a steady path. The more I know, the less I know. So I travel in uncertainty, yet somehow knowing that the journey has a purpose, no matter how many branches or byways may entice. So I travel, certain of only one thing, uncertainty. I like this poem for reminding us that uncertainty really is the one thing that we can count on, that we can be sure of in life, that everything is always changing and will continue to change around us. And if we can prevent ourselves from becoming complacent, from falling asleep again, and forgetting about the importance of impermanence in life, I think we can handle these times of uncertainty a little bit better. We will already be awake and already prepared. It won't feel as devastating to us when things begin to shift around us, when we're feeling the the our footing crumble, the foundation is falling away and dissolving away underneath our feet. We will be better prepared if we can recognize and remember that, of course, uncertainty is the way of the universe. It is how things operate here. And to dive in a little deeper, it is the ego or the false self that each one of us possesses that creates the illusion of certainty and actually relies upon that illusion. The ego builds its identity and life around the idea that things are certain. The more we live from our ego and only recognize our ego, the more we can be upended when sudden change happens, when uncertainty is thrust into our faces, because the ego all by itself is not prepared for handling this level of change and doesn't really have the tools and skills on its own to cope with change. And this is what I wrote about in the book, The Journey from Ego to Soul. So this process of facing the uncertainty in the world is really the process of awakening our own egos to the truth and the reality of how life operates, as I said before. When there is this level of uncertainty in our day-to-day lives, it's actually an opportunity for us to find new ways of coping within uncertainty and for us to begin to recognize our own higher selves, our higher consciousness, our divine selves, our souls, really. And that's that's how I refer to it, our souls. And this is the spiritual, more awake, more aware aspect of ourselves, the witness, the part of ourselves that always watches what we're doing and is aware of higher truths. This is the part of us that will not die, the energetic aspect of us that will carry on after our physical form dies and after the ego disintegrates. And so 
what the ego needs during times of uncertainty is to become acquainted with the higher self, which has the tools and the wisdom and the calmness and the assurance to help get us through these times. So we need to be awakened individuals who have a fully operative ego that's operating from its greatest strengths, but also being guided by our higher wisdom, our higher selves, our souls, so that we can make the best choices for ourselves during these times of uncertainty. So that's the premise that I'm operating on. I know there might be people listening who don't believe that they have a higher self or don't believe in the soul, who don't believe that there's any part of us that continues on after death. So you may need to just give me the benefit of the doubt for a moment here because I will describe some tools that you can use whether you believe that there is any part of you that is divine or or a higher self or a soul. There are tools you can use day to day in the moment in your everyday life that can help you cope with the uncertainty of the world. So don't give up on me here. If if this is not the perspective through which you look at your life at this point in time. So I have a few suggestions of things that we need to do, practices that we need to keep during these uncertain times that can help us get through it. And the first one is stillness. We actually need time during the day when we can go to a quiet place by ourselves and simply be still and alone for a moment with our own thoughts, our emotions, with with whatever is arising within us. The purpose of this is to give us a chance to hear our higher wisdom, whatever's floating around in our minds that we often ignore and are not in touch with. It's to help us connect with the wisest part of ourselves. And we need to be still and quiet so that we're not continually distracted and fragmented and putting our energy out in many different directions. Even if you only have five minutes of stillness a day where you can simply sit and close your eyes and just be with whatever is arising within you, that can be helpful. So those moments of stillness might actually be times when you don't feel fear arising when you actually feel calm inside. And you might decide that you want more than five minutes a day. Maybe you want to devote 15 minutes or half an hour each day to a time of stillness. But it's something we all need to begin to intentionally practice. Our modern day lives do not allow us opportunities for stillness very often. We have to create them. So we have to decide. I'm getting up 15 minutes earlier in the morning and I'll sit and be still for a while when I first wake up. Or before I go eat lunch, I'll stop and take a moment to just be still and quiet. Maybe we go sit in our car if we need to, because that's the only place that is quiet that we know of. Maybe we can be outside if the weather is nice enough. But wherever we go, however we do it, whenever we do it, it's really important to take some time each day for stillness, especially now when we are in 
this this time of uncertainty. So I urge you to try to practice that a little bit in your life. You will begin to see benefits from it. And that's when you may want to even increase the amount of time that you spend in stillness. The second, which sounds like the opposite of stillness, is connectedness. And I'm not talking necessarily about um, connecting with other people in kind of a mindless way, doing activities together, more about recognizing that you are not really alone on this planet. You are connected to all of life. You're connected to all humans, but you're also connected to nature. You're connected to every living thing on the planet. So in my mind, this is an extension of the stillness that you feel when you go somewhere quiet by yourself is to actually view that energetically you are connected to the life outside of you. And if you're able to spend a little bit of time in nature, you can feel the pulse and the flow of life force energy in nature when you're out in the woods or you're by a stream, even if you're in a beautiful park or a flower garden, you can feel the energy of nature. You can recognize that nature is vibrant and alive and it doesn't matter what's happening anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter that there's turbulence and turmoil and violence and anger and hatred. Nature just goes on living with this vibrancy. And yet, nature is the epitome of uncertainty. Nature thrives upon uncertainty and impermanence, in fact, because it is the death of of some living things that create the life of other living things in this constant cycle of life and death. And so nothing in nature has certainty of its own existence, only that is it is part of life overall, of this bigger connected web and network of life and vibrancy. And when we're in nature, when we're surrounded by trees, we can begin to experience some of that feeling of continuing to be here. I'm alive. I'm here. No matter what else is happening anywhere else, I am here participating in this network of life. And like the trees and the flowers and the plants that I'm witnessing in nature, it's okay for me to thrive and grow and blossom even in the midst of suffering and uncertainty that are happening in the world. I can be aware of loss and grief and pain, and yet I can continue to live and to experience life, to enjoy life, to celebrate life at the same time. As we're experiencing this connectedness, first with nature, which reminds us that we always have to live in the midst of uncertainty and impermanence and acknowledge the circle of life and death, we can then begin to reach out and extend that circle to other humans on the planet and recognize that we are connected with all other human beings as well and that we can extend our love and our concern and our thoughts to all of those humans as well, this, this circle of life that we're creating. 
even though we know that those people are under threat or maybe suffering right now, we, we can continue to live our lives and to live them with love and joy while we're still being cognizant of the fact that others are dying and others are in pain and others are suffering in this moment. So it's as if we are using our life force and our life energy to create a vast container that is big enough that it can contain all of the suffering that is happening on this planet. That's ultimately what we can do when we focus on our connectedness. This idea of being part of this vast container that holds all of the joy, all of the suffering, all of the life, and all of the death that exists here on this planet of uncertainty. And my next suggestion, after I talked about the importance of stillness and connectedness, is this comes from Buddhist teachings to remember to chop wood and carry water. And what that phrase means is to remember to take care of the day-to-day details of your life And to actually see them as sacred, whatever work it is you do during the day to maintain your life, going to the grocery store, doing the dishes, making your bed, folding the laundry, those tasks are sacred. And it is through your mindfulness during those tasks that you will actually grow in your spiritual awareness. So in Buddhist teachings, they talk about when monks are are trying to work on their spiritual growth, what they focus on first is just chopping wood and carrying water for the survival of the physical being. That's actually where they learn mindfulness and how they learn to just be focused in the present moment and be creating sacredness with every single act. So I would remind each one of us to do that as well in our day-to-day lives. Don't get so lost in looking at what's happening in the big picture or what's happening in the world around us, that you forget the sacredness of every moment of your life. So bring your your attention, your awareness, your focus into the present moment as you're going through the tasks each day of simply being alive here on planet Earth because you will be strengthening that container that I was talking about before. The more you make your life sacred and filled with love, the stronger your contribution to this container will be. My next suggestion is to find a way shower. And by way shower, I mean literally someone who can show you the way. Someone who has been through difficult times, who has lived in uncertainty in the past, someone who has suffered and has found a way to carry that suffering and carry the uncertainty with them. Someone who has not just survived, but has actually grown through the traumatic experiences that they have. I remember my own parents talking to me about what it was like to go through World War II and the suffering that existed in their lives and the deep uncertainty that lasted for years, not knowing what would happen from day to day to the world and would their own country and their own way of life survive. And for my mom, 
who was at home waiting for my dad to return, my dad who was on the battlefields in France during World War II, not knowing if he would live from one moment to the next. How they managed to get through that uncertainty and how they managed to cope during those times. I think it's important for us to remember that this uncertainty that we're dealing with has been a part of the human condition throughout our entire existence. And not only that, but it's also part of of our planet and part of the universe. And so there are many, many way showers from the past who have dealt with this uncertainty and with suffering and trauma and loss and change and pain. And we can turn to them to learn from their lessons. So you may have a a person you know in your life that you can talk to and just ask them to tell you their stories and share their wisdom. You might find books that you can use as way showers. One of the books that has always helped me is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And I've talked about that before. Uh, And I find reading about his experiences in the Nazi concentration camp and how he survived it and how he saw some of the other prisoners surviving really helps me learn how to have my focus in the right place when I'm dealing with uncertainty and difficulty in my own life. So look around you and seek out the way showers who might already be present in your life. Are there teachers that you can follow? Are there elders that you know? Books you can read, poems you can read, whatever happens to bring you inspiration about coping and resiliency and getting through the challenging times of life. The next suggestion, and this is something I always say and always value, is to focus on love. I can't emphasize enough the importance of love for each one of us because love is the antidote to fear. And what happens in times of uncertainty and suffering is that fear arises within us. That is instinctual. That's human. That's normal for us to begin to feel fear within our lives. But fear pulls us down. Fear is destructive to us if we don't know how to carry it and how to manage it. And it's love that provides a counterbalance to our fear and that can allow us to embrace our fear. We're not trying to cover up our fear or make it go away. We're simply trying to learn how do we carry the fear so that it doesn't pull us under the water and drown us so that we can stay afloat and we can stay in our higher consciousness and recognize opportunities to keep growing. And love is the best way I know to keep our heads above water. And so I want to talk to you about uh, another potential way shower. This is someone that I've been following. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about her work. Valerie Cower is a Sikh teacher, the Sikh religion, but she has written a book called See No Stranger, a memoir and manifesto of revolutionary love, which I'm just starting to read, but I've read some other things that, that she has written and that she teaches about this idea of revolutionary love. And Valerie Cower, K-A-U-R, 
today sent out an email reminding us as we're watching what's happening in Ukraine to, again, to continue to practice love for ourselves, for all the people of the world. But she mentioned a Sikh prayer that she and her son have been praying for for all the people of Ukraine. And, and she tells a little story. I'll read to you. She says, my grandfather sang this prayer as a soldier in World War II. When German air raids came at night, he slept on the ground and imagined this Sikh prayer as his shield. And the prayer means, in English, the hot winds cannot touch you. You are shielded by love. So she suggested that we imagine a shimmering gold shield around our homes, around our families, around ourselves, but also that we imagine it for all other people on the planet who are in harm's way, that we imagine this shield of love surrounding them that can protect them. And so that's one of the ways we have of feeling less fear within ourselves, of feeling that love is protecting us, but also of sharing that love and spreading it around the world to other people. And I just love that image. So the prayer again is, the hot winds cannot touch you. You are shielded by love. I think that's beautiful. And that's something that I'm going to be taking with me and remembering on a day-to-day basis as I'm sometimes feeling helpless about what can I do about the situation in the world, at least to have in my times of stillness, a prayer that I can say and offer a way, a vision of extending love as a a shield to help protect others around the world. I think that's quite beautiful. And then another Another thing I want to recommend is feeling hope in this life. And again, this comes from Valerie Kaur, a quote from her book, See No Stranger. She writes, the future is dark, but is this the darkness of the tomb or the darkness of the womb? We are a nation waiting to be born, and this is our great transition. I love that reminder that we need to stay in a place of hopefulness and positivity and possibility for the future. Again, we don't know. We might be in the tomb. Maybe this is the death knell for our planet or for humankind. We don't know that for sure right now, but we're far better off to be envisioning that this is a womb from which one day humankind will be born, hopefully, after a transition and transformation. So I think it's helpful for us to keep that image in mind as well and to keep hope alive during this time. And then I will share with you one other. I'm sharing with you a a couple of books that I think are good way showers. And this book, which I just received, is The Smell of Rain on Dust, Grief and Praise by... Martin Prechtel, and uh, he writes in this book about the importance of honoring both grief and praise. And he says, if there is ever to be any real peace on earth, all people need to relearn and reestablish the now diminished and hidden arts of grief and praise. 
for one without the other is not possible. So again, as I think about hopefulness and possibility and creativity and new growth in the world, I love this idea that we need both grief and praise. We need both sorrow and joy. We need both our fear and our love to be balanced with one another. We need both death and life. And when we bring together these seeming opposites, and when we can hold both of them in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our energy, then we ourselves are transcending the uncertainty of life. We are figuring out how do we live in the midst of this uncertainty and change and impermanence and destruction? How are we using what we came here with, all of our abilities and our power to generate love, to generate vitality and life force energy, and to make that container that we're sharing with the world, the container, but also the shield of love to make it stronger and stronger. So I will go through these things one more time that I think we need to focus on right now. First of all, stillness, finding a little time for stillness every day. Second, connectedness, remembering we're connected to all of nature, we're connected to all of humankind. Third, remember to chop wood and carry water, to stay mindful during the tasks of your day-to-day life, and to make every moment sacred by focusing your attention on the present moment as you're going about your work. Fourth, finding a way shower, whoever or whatever it might be that you can go to, to learn some wisdom and learn some tools and get some inspiration for life. And I've shared with you some of the books that are way showers for me right now. Then focus on love. How can you grow in your capacity to love and not be daunted by the fear that's arising within you? How can you use love to counterbalance the fear and to help you carry that fear in a creative way? And also finally to focus on hope and being aware of all of the possibility that exists out there when When things are uncertain and when things appear to be falling apart, that's when the potential for growth and change and transformation is the greatest. So as frightening and terrifying as these moments are, there is unimaginable possibility for the future, for something new to transcend and rise above all of this. And don't lose sight of that as you go about your day-to-day work. And so as you navigate these uncertain times, remember that we're here for love. That's really the most important thing you could focus on. Face your fear. Be ready for whatever uncertainty life brings to us next. And love each and every single moment of this very precious life. Bye-bye.